Highgate Way. Earlier this year, in the month of February, we celebrated 10 years since myself and my family moved to Canada and to Edmonton, Alberta to be part of Gateway Alliance Church. And you know, it all began with dreams. Numerous dreams that myself and my wife Christine had that led us to begin to pray and seek God about the new door of opportunity that he was going to open for us, the new place that he was going to take us. Then I had a really incredible dream where I was in a city that I didn't recognize, a city that had an extremely large shopping mall in it. And I am in the shopping mall, which I later recognized as West Edmonton Mall. And in the shopping mall, I came across a church building, a church building that was covered in these slices of agate, brown agate. And in this dream, the leaders of this church asked me to come and be their new lead pastor. And when I woke up from the dream, I realized that the agate meant agate, that the church was going to be called the gate church, or it would have the word gateway in it. I had no idea where this was, and I began to search online and eventually stumbled upon Gateway. At the same time, here in the church, a team were looking for a new pastor and one of them had a dream that the new pastor was going to have an accent from another country, that he was going to come from the United Kingdom with his wife and two daughters, and they even knew what my first name would be, and they began to search for me. And then when we met each other, and the church here invited me to become the new lead pastor, I got a phone call from a friend of mine and a friend of Gateways, Harold Eberly, to say he had had a dream that a church in, in Edmonton, Alberta, an Alliance church, was going to get a new pastor who would be a friend of his, and that God was going to revive this church. And he had no idea that you had invited me to come. It all began with dreams, and the last 10 years have felt almost like a dream, certainly like the fulfillment of those dreams. We came here not knowing anything about the city or the church. We came here a little bit nervous and apprehensive, and yet we were welcomed and embraced by the entire church. Even when I suggested ideas that may have been unusual or strange, the church and its leadership rallied behind the, the new vision and the new plans. And you really welcomed us, supported us, and worked together with us. And we are so grateful for that. It has been like a dream or a dream come true over these last 10 years. But in February of this year, the church, to celebrate the 10 years that we had been here, presented me with this book. And of course, the first thing that I noticed in this book was how much younger I looked in the, in the photographs and how much time has gone past. You know, when you have children, you don't really see them growing because you're with them all the time. And I have not really been aware of the way the church has been growing spiritually and relationally over the last 10 years because I've been amongst you all the time. 
until I was given this book, a book that contained numerous beautiful photographs of the journey of Gateway over the last 10 years since we've been here. And most importantly, stories and encouragements from dozens and dozens of people. I haven't counted how many, lots of people in the church. And I, I want you to know this, when I read this book, it was a deeply moving experience for me. Church, I had no idea, and my family had no idea how much of an impact we had made on the lives of people in this church until we read it with our own eyes. And I want you to know that you have made an amazing impact on us too. This book and the stories contained in it have been so meaningful to me and to my family and it's going to be a treasure that we preserve with us in the years to come. So thank you Gateway. Thank you for accepting us and welcoming us and running with the vision. Thank you for the encouragement that you have given us in this 10-year book. And I just want you to know that you have been a blessing to us and to me personally in a way that you could never have imagined. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everyone. And can I just say something, by the way? We have an amazing staff team, but can I just say something? This church would not be the church that it is without Drake and Mitch on this staff team. They have really made a profound impact to Gateway. And so it's Vision Sunday. <clears throat> yes, I've been here for 10 years, but we are now on... Uh, at the end of year four of a five-year plan that we have been doing over the last few years. And I just want to share a few things with you today. I've got three, three points really to share with you. And um, for a lot of you, the first point won't be new information. You will know this stuff. But I realize that we always have new people joining the church. There's always new people coming to Gateway. Do you know that... From, to, from right now, compared to this time a year ago in Gateway, of course, we only had one service then a year ago. Do you know there's a hundred more people in the church this year than there was at this time last year? Isn't that amazing? You, you know, that's like two, two new people every week. That's what that's like. And so there's always new people coming. And I know that some people don't know the gateway story. And just to give you in a nutshell, the first point I want to share with you is this. Look how far we have come. Look how far we've come. So my family and I arrived in Canada over 10 years ago to come to gateway. It was minus 30 degrees the night we arrived. And I wanted to turn around and get back on the plane. <laughs> it was a shock to the system. So what has happened over these 10 years? Well, let's have a look and see. Let's put up the next one. In 2009, we, we arrived here. Well, actually, we came at, at the end of November 2008. 
2018 for a weekend, 2008 for a weekend, and uh, we got back home. Actually, in November the 30th, 2008, it was my, so that was what the Sunday was November the 30th, which also happened to be my birthday. So I ended up preaching here on my birthday, went back home again, had a voicemail waiting for us asking me to become the new lead pastor of Gateway Alliance Church. And can you come like in six weeks' time? It was like that. So we arrived in February the 2nd, and in, for the year 2009, when we arrived here, I really felt that God laid on my heart, just make this a year of encouragement. You see, the church had, had, had been going, the church, this church has been going for about, we think about 27 or 28 years, they didn't seem to know, whichever it is, and uh, this church has been go, had been going for a, a time before we arrived here. And I want to really honor the work of the founding pastor, Pastor Dwayne Peterson, who was sent here to Edmonton by the Christian and Missionary Alliance in Canada to plant a new church. He gathered a group of people together, rented a school, they began services, they were there for a period of time, moved to another school. The church in those schools began to grow, and it grew to about 400 people or thereabouts, as I understand. Then they bought a piece of land, which didn't work out because of difficulties, and they had to sell it. And then buy this piece of land, which at one point was a a drive-in movie theater, and then I think it had just been lying empty for a while, bought this land, built the building, and moved in, and were here for, I don't know, a few years. Um, but by the time I arrived, at the beginning of 2009, Gateway had been without a pastor for well over a year. I think about a year and a half. Pastor Duane had moved to Kelowna. He was there for a number of years before moving to Calgary. Um, there was a group of elders in the church that were trying to hold the thing together without any pastors on staff. And during that period of time, the church had declined in numbers, and uh, there, was, there was still a remnant that were holding the thing together, and I know some of you are even here in this service today, and so there was a sense of discouragement of the church had declined, there was financial difficulties, and with all of my heart, I wanted to preach every Sunday, bring more people and give us more money. That was what I wanted to preach. <laughs> but I felt that God said, don't say any of that. Just bless, just encourage, just inspire, just lift people up. And so that's what we did for a whole year. We made the worship more inspiring and uplifting. We made the messages inspiring and uplifting. We, and do you want to know what? Over that year, without being asked, people did begin to bring their friends and people did begin to give more money. Because you want to know the secret for people being excited is when they are encouraged, when they are refreshed, when they are inspired. And, um, and so that was a real year of encouragement. And at the end of that year, we then established a three-year plan. Put up the next one, please. That was 2010, 2011, 2012. 
we, did, we set a three-year plan to break the 200 barrier. By the way, this is jargon that pastors know about. Churches at different sizes have to kind of reorganize themselves a little bit. And one size is 200, and another one is four, and another one is eight. You have to kind of reinvent yourself and, and restructure things so that as you continue to grow, it still feels like a family and a community where you have an important part. And so this was our first goal, to break break the 200 barrier because we had declined away below that and to upgrade the foyer which at that point just had those blue chairs in it and instant coffee in styrofoam cups that burnt your fingers and your lips and was very bitter and, uh, and so we, we did that over that three years we broke the 200 barrier we upgraded the foyer and at the end of that we said let's start another three-year plan. And so for 2013, 14, and 15, we, we instituted a three-year plan to break the 400 barrier and to upgrade the auditorium, the screen, the equipment, the projectors, all of that kind of stuff. And over those three years, we also accomplished those goals. And then once all that was done, that was when we began the thing that we are currently doing, a five-year plan called the 2020 vision to take us to the year 2020, to the end of the year 2020. So we began that in 2016. And this was a five-year plan to break the 800 barrier. And what one of our goals by the end of next year is to have 20 communities of 20 people each. That might be life groups. It might be the women's Bible study. It might be the Alpha course, but it, that way, at least half of our people, that would be 400 people, half of our people are involved at, at any given time in smaller communities and getting to know people in the church and getting to be involved in the church. So we are currently at the end of year four of our five-year plan called the 2020 vision based on Acts 2020 where Paul says, I taught you things that would be helpful. I wanted to teach you in a helpful manner, things that you could apply in your life. And I wanted to do it publicly and in homes, in large gatherings and in small communities. And so that's our 2020 plan. Also, to break the 800 barrier and to upgrade other parts of the building. And that's what we've been doing. We, we then further upgraded the foyer with the, the video screen and the sound system, and that's now an overflow room and a seminar room, and it's used for so many things. Then, of course, there was the upgrades to the kid check area that we did as well. We also completely upgraded the offices over this period of time, making it an open plan area, and that area is also used for other things as well. We, we created the nursing mother's room. There's probably some people in there right now watching this on a video screen in that room. And of course, the cream on the top was the elementary room, which was totally upgraded in such a way that not only is it amazing for the kids as they go into Gateway Kids on a Sunday morning, but that room is now used for Gateway Academy and so many other things as all of those uh, other parts of the building have been upgraded. 
We also began new ministries. We built up the staff team. Um, we, we began to develop better support for volunteers with equip and with teams and things like that. And also to move to two services. And, and these are things that are already being accomplished. And so much has happened. You know, I, I know this isn't a surprise to you, but at the end of this service... I am going to be challenging all of us to give generously into a special vision offering. But I just want to mention right now, we're not doing that because this is a sinking ship. And if you don't give, we're going to go bust. This isn't a sinking. This baby's on course, church. This, this church has been taking step after step. And every time over the years that we have asked you to give generously in a vision offering, look, we have accomplished all of the things that you gave towards and we have seen them coming to pass. Isn't that exciting to just see year after year and goal after goal being accomplished? And honestly, with a sense of gratitude to God that, like, I have been part, I've been a member of churches, and I've visited churches where, like, nothing happens from one year to the next. And to see all the great things that's happened is just amazing. I said here that part of our goal was to build the staff team. And, you know, when I first came to Gateway, I got my journal out, and I wrote down goals in it that I was going to pray for. And one of them was to pray for a dream team of happy, gifted, united people. And I wrote that down when we had nobody in a team. And it's been amazing to see over the years as God has really done a wonderful thing with the staff on our team, and we have a fantastic staff team just now. I want to just mention a, a couple of, uh, of changes. One is, um, as most of you will know, for about a, a year's time, uh, Jackson Houlihan was on part-time staff with us here at Gateway, and he also worked part-time at Hope Mission. Um, well, uh, not that long ago, he is now, he, uh, he was offered a full-time position at Hope Mission and a promotion. So although he's not on staff here at Gateway anymore, he will still be around. You'll see him. He'll be involved. But he is now no longer on staff. He is full-time working with Hope Mission. Another change that has taken place is that Lauren, Lauren Reed, who has been here has been a part of Gateway since she was in elementary school, like Mitch was, and eventually she became a volunteer, and then she went away and did studies and come, came back, and then she came on staff with us, and she has been our children's pastor for a while, but Lauren's uh, ministry is now expanding and increasing. I just want to invite Drake, if he is still around, to come up on the stage, and I would like to invite Lauren and your sidekick Andrew where are you just oh come on up let's give them a welcome as they come up on the stage 
Drake's just going to share a, a couple of words about what Lauren is going to be doing in her new position. Incidentally, Andrew also works at Hope Mission. We have a real Hope Mission connection here, and he is a vital part of our music ministry. This guy is like a skilled and gifted musician. Like I have one of your albums, and we play it in the house. Nice instrumental music in the background. Uh, and also, he's involved in songwriting here with the team as well. So, so they are a power couple in Gateway Alliance Church. Uh, so as Martin mentioned that uh, Pastor Lauren uh, came on staff and, you know, she was a volunteer and a key volunteer and actually one of our coaches inside of our elementary team. And as we were praying and thinking, um, Lauren was actually graduating from school and we weren't exactly in a place yet to really hire anybody, but we thought that we needed to take the risk and say, if we don't hire Lauren now, we may never get the opportunity. And as time had gone by, as Martin said, that you know her, her ministry is evolving and it is growing. And we've been in the conversation um, with, with Pastor Lauren for a little bit now about kind of this unsettledness. And it was a bit disruptive for Lauren and understanding about what God was doing in the midst of this unsettledness, but really drove a conversation about what's coming next. And that really opened the doors to be able to say, this unsettledness isn't a negative thing. It's actually God pushing us to be listening to what he wants to do next. And so I'm excited to announce, she's actually already been doing the role, but it's us mentioning it, that uh, we are actually, uh, Lauren's role is shifting from Gateway Kids. It's still going to be part of her um, overseeing, but she's moving into or evolving or growing into the role of our campus pastor. And so what that means is, is that basically... This building, you know, the pastor of our church. So uh, Pastor Martin was actually speaking last, uh, yesterday at Gateway Academy about this confusing term pastor, that everybody's called a pastor. What does that mean? But there are some people that are gifted in the office, in the gifting, that, you know, the, the fivefold ministry of apostle, prophet, um, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And Lauren, we are recognizing as pastor, as the office of pastor, our pastor here at Gateway. And so you're going to be hearing and seeing more of Lauren and understanding of how she is bringing people together in our community life, what's going on in hospitality and our foyer and all these things, and really bringing leadership and care inside of our church and what that looks like. And so we want to just take a moment and actually commission Lauren and Andrew as this power couple and be laying hands on that. So we just want to invite you guys to just extend out a hand as we pray for these two in what God is doing in their midst and how that impacts us as a church in here. So Lord God, we just thank you uh, for, uh, for Pastor Lauren, for Andrew, for the ministry that you've placed on, for the calling that you've placed on this couple um, inside this church and outside of this church. And as um, Lauren is stepping into this role as our campus pastor and all of the things that you are setting forward to, to in, into their life, that we just, Holy Spirit, just pray an anointing and a blessing upon them as you expand their borders and their responsibilities and their calling and their vision upon this church, that we just ask for a fresh anointing mm -hmm. upon them, a fresh power upon them, that they would just be a, a force to be reckoned with, that as lives are being changed and impact, that there would just be an energy that's coming upon 
these two and upon Pastor Lauren as she interacts with our leaders and that would just be contagious and there would just be a whole new movement in this uh, next year and a half in our 2020 vision and as we push forward that you are going to be doing a will. And so we just pray this and commission them in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Let's give them a great big blessing. Bless you. So, I said, look how far we've come. And we look to all of these goals that we've achieved. Now, I know that different people have different personalities. Some people are very goal-oriented. I kind of think that way. And when I see goals that have been achieved, it gives me the impression of momentum and forward thrust. But I know that there are other people that don't think in a goal-oriented way. And, uh, and, and, and you, you, it's like, well, what's it all about? It can't just be about you know, reaching new people and starting new groups. Well, it's not. That's just an indication when I say, look how far we've come. What we're really wanting to say is, look what the Lord has done. And I want to just show you what the Lord has done. Let's put up our next one. Look what the Lord has done. You, just in case you're not aware of it, God is at work in the lives of people in Gateway. We, ha and especially over this year, and even over the last six months, we have been hearing so many stories of people who are being healed, like at our services where we have prayer times. There have been so many people that are healed, and we need to get a lot of these stories to you, including people that are actually being healed instantly. You know, it's like, oh, I had the illness when I came in and I'm going out without it, as well as people being healed gradually as we persevere in prayer. Um, there are people that are having new experiences of the Holy Spirit, even at our Gateway Academy, where to me, I thought I was just sitting on a stool giving a boring theological lecture about the Holy Spirit. And then at the end of it, seven people said, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and receive the gift of tongues. And it's right there at the end of the, a, a theological lecture. Boom, 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 boom. God was at work just filling people and changing them. Um, like all the people that have been baptized. Do you know that in some of our baptism services, we're actually leading people to Christ in the baptism tank and then baptizing them. Some people are actually being delivered when they're getting baptized. I mean, like amazing things are going on. It's not really about achieving goals. It's about changed lives. And that is what we're talking about. Do I have a, another slide about the baptisms? Do I have that one? Just in the last four years, we've baptized 161 people here at Gateway. That's not the last 10 years. That's just the last four years of the 2020 vision. We've still got one year to go. I mean, we're going to burst the 200 number there. Every one of these people who have been baptized, that is a life that has been changed by Jesus Christ that then goes out into a family, into a community, into a school or a place of work and becomes a light in the darkness there as well. Church, God is at work in Gateway. Look what the Lord has done. That's what we want to say. And 
we could be here all day talking about what the Lord has done, but let's just watch this little video, which is honestly the tip of the iceberg. Let's watch it. Through Gateway, I found my way back to God. Because of Gateway, I found my family and the support needed to overcome my depression and alcoholism. God has just given me space to, be, uh, to discover who I am and to discover the gifts that He's given me. Through Gateway, God has brought family and community to me. Brought back passion for life and has carried me through the years and with community here. I've stayed in this church for more than 25 years because they teach the Bible, not religion. 12 years ago, I got baptized. I remember that totally changed my life. I totally treat people differently now ever since I got that simple step of faith. Hi, my name is Debbie. I've been going to Gateway here for about three years. The first time I walked into this door, I felt like home. Since coming to Gateway, Jesus is no longer a religion. Jesus is my friend. I really like uh, coming to Gateway because it is so family-like. When I first came to Gateway, it was a place where I felt accepted and unjudged and like no pressure. My name is Adela and I'm so happy that I am a member or a family, member of the family of Gateway. I learned a lot from Gateway. Coming to Gateway has totally changed my life. Uh, God has healed me uh, with my arthritis about two years ago and I still have continued healing. So I started coming to Gateway in April and immediately I felt a sense of community. Like I felt as soon as I walked in, this is my church now. Gateway is the reason why my family still worships God together. I love Gateway. It's an inclusive community. It's a place where gender, special needs, culture and race are all one and equal. We raised two daughters here and saw women in leadership and it was a blessing to us all. Gateway has impacted me because of prayer. A couple of weeks ago, um, I was to the doctor who told me I had a blockage in my heart. And Gateway prayed and my sister prayed and a lot of prayer went up. And what happened was when I went for further tests, it showed that my heart was absolutely normal. Nothing was wrong. far we've come and look what the Lord has done and I want to just conclude this by saying church let's keep this ball rolling don't you think let's keep this ball rolling and let's see what else God wants to do you know we are going to take up um, our special offering which we normally call a vision offering because we are giving towards continuing to make this church into the kind of church that we believe God has called us to make it. And um, this time, though, I want to change the name. Instead of a vision offering, I want to call it a gratitude offering, gratitude for all that has already been accomplished. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't still have things that we need to do. We do still have things that we need to do, um, and we, we do ha still have things that we're doing. 
for instance, wasn't that exciting to hear that Gateway Music have released their first single? Church, go on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your music from and make sure that you download that and support that. We all, you know, we, we always, there's always a continual need to upgrade things. And, you know, like one example, for instance, is, I don't know if you've noticed it, but on a, recently on a couple of Sundays, our projector, which you will have seen is not that, is only a few years old, but is outdated already. Okay, and in fact, it needs a new part. You can't get the parts anymore. And it's, it's causing us a great deal of anxiety because it could last for months or it could stop in the next 30 seconds. <laughs> and we rely on it a lot. And so we've been, uh, you know, Mitch has been doing his due diligence and has been, uh, you know, s- searching out the price of re- replacement projectors. And then we realized that could only last a few years. We need to future-proof this. And we've come to the conclusion that instead of getting a new projector, what we need is a new screen, an LED screen, so that that way it, it is that we don't need to project on it. It is shining its light out at us all the time. It can be reconfigured. It can be changed. It will last us so much. There are things like that, and believe me, they ain't cheap, that we, we, we need, like, God doesn't need your money, but Gateway Alliance Church could sure do with some of it, okay? That, and that is just the truth, okay? However, I don't want to I don't want to emphasize this time we're going to do a b and c and we need a certain amount of money that's usually what we do usually like I'm on the platform saying we are asking for $30,000 or whatever target we've given and then I usually even break it all down in case you're not good at math you know that's like 30 families giving $1,000 or 60 families giving $500 as a one-time gift. But this time, we don't, we're not asking for a figure. This time, we are asking you to give a gratitude offering in gratitude for everything that God has done in your life, in your family, in this church, and all, and you know that, like I said earlier, you're not propping up a sinking ship. You're investing in something that is actually producing fruit and bringing in a harvest. We want to show our gratitude to God for what he has done so far and our faith in him that that good work that he has begun, he is going to bring it to completion. And at this point next year, I'll be standing here saying the 2020 vision is completed. The only thing we have to do is have an amazing Christmas service at the end of 2020 to celebrate the past five years. And so, I'm asking that you will prayerfully consider what your offering will be. I'm not going to suggest numbers, because here's what the Bible says. Can you put up the next one? It says in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or grudgingly or in response to Pastor Martin suggesting specific amounts. 
For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And you want to know something, church? You know, I don't like it when preachers and churches try to manipulate you and say, you know, if you give $500, you will get a healing in return. I, I don't like all that. However, there is a truth that Jesus says, as you give, it will be given back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And so there is a law that as you sow, so shall you reap. And I mention that because as we give in our offering today, it's easy for us to be reluctant when we're parting with money. It's easy for us to give grudgingly when we're parting for money. How do we get into that cheerful emotional state? You get into that cheerful emotional state when you believe that you will not be worse off because you have given to God. But you look after God's house, and he will look after your house. You seek first God's kingdom, and everything else you need will be added unto you. As you sow, so shall you reap. So I hope that will cause you to be a little bit more cheerful in your giving, knowing that you cannot outgive God. Can you say amen, church, to that? So I'm going to invite the band up just now. We're going to lift the house lights a little bit, and we're going to put up on the screen the ways that you can give. There's three ways you can give. You can give by cash or check, and you can use the, the envelope to do that. You can give by debit machine out there in the, the foyer, and you can put the receipt in, in here to give. Or you can give online at give.ac. Now, maybe you want to give money in the offering today, but you're not able to give it today. On your seat, you will see that we also have pledge cards. Little pledge cards that you can fill in, and you can put that in the offering bucket. As long as you, the money that you promise to give, as long as it comes in before the end of the calendar year. For tax reasons, we have to close our books at the end of the calendar year. So if there's money that you want to give that you're not able to give today, but you'll be able to do it by the end of December, you've got a whole month there, you can use the pledge card. And hey, can I just make a suggestion? You're allowed to do both at the same time. You might want to give money in the offering today, and you might want to pledge money that you're going to give by the end of the year. Full disclosure, that's what I'm doing. I'm putting an offering in the first service and I'm putting a pledge card in the, in the bucket in the second service. So we're going to give you one minute just now to fill out your cards, fill out your envelopes, talk to your spouse, tell your husband that he's being a bit stingy and he should give a little bit more and fill out your things and then we're going to take up the offering together. So take a minute together just now.
stand together. Let's all stand. We're going to put up another verse from the Bible here. This is from from Jonah, chapter 2, verse 9. If you don't want to end up in the belly of a whale, take note of this. It says, with shouts of gratitude. Remember, we're going to make this a gratitude offering. Not with whispers of gratitude, with shouts of gratitude and songs of praise. I will offer my sacrifice to you. And for I have vowed I will pay. Okay, church, we're going to say this together. I'm going to pray for us first, then we're going to say this together. And then at the end of this, the band are going to lead us in a a song of praise. And we're going to come down the front. You're allowed to move your body while you do it. And we're going to drop our offering envelopes or our pledge cards in there. If you've given online, but you you, you still want to do the dance, you can come down and tap your phone on the bucket and then go back. But hold up your offering envelope or your pledge card or your phone if you've given online. Hold them up. I want to pray for us. Father God, I pray for this church, for the people of Gateway, for the people who have been faithful to you and faithful to this community, who pray, who attend, who serve and who give. I ask that you would continue to bless this church and the people of this church. I ask that you would bless this gratitude offering today. May it be a sign of the true gratitude in our hearts. And for everyone that gives, I pray that you would give back to them, that you would meet their needs, that they would have more than enough, and that, Lord God, as they give to you, they would also receive from you, and that in this church, the spirit of generosity and divine provision would flow freely, I pray, in Jesus' name. Right, open your eyes. We're going to read this out loud. When we get to the end, we're going to give a shout of gratitude. We're going to shout hallelujah. Then the band are going to lead us in a song of praise. And we're going to dance our money away. Okay. Are we ready, church? Let's go. Let's read it. With shouts of gratitude and songs of praise, I will offer a sacrifice to you. And what I 